deep breath. We're taking a deep breath. Ready? <laughs> All righty. Hello, people. How are you? <laughs> we, we hope that you are doing well. We're here today. Just have another conversation between us because we got we got stuff. We have stuff to talk about. And stuff is happening. There's stuff out there to be to be talked about. And so we thought we would jump on and just do a lovely another little share with y'all about what's going on in our lives, in our world, in our heads at mm-hmm. the moment. And so we're in we're once again in this kind of transition place where the world is slowly kind of starting to open up. And because of that, all these feelings and things are just coming up, you know, which is to me is kind of an exciting place. I like that experience. Um, but we thought we'd just talk a little bit about, you know, what's going on, what's coming up. And I don't know what, are, what we're thinking, perhaps even about what's next. So, Maria, I'm throwing it over to you. What's yeah. <laughs> what's going it, on? What's it does up? make you think it does feel like uh even though it's autumn, it feels like things are thawing and we're about to move out into some new growth. Mm. Tentatively, there yeah. could be another frost, but we're uh, tentatively moving out. And and it makes me wonder, because I have, I have enjoyed part of the internal going in of this part and the working at home by myself and uh, I guess because there's no FOMO and you, you know, you're not missing out on anything, so you just sort of stay centered which has been very good. But now what will I keep from that? And what will I take, go back to? Mm. I'm really hesitant to just go back to everything just the way it was. There's a real feeling of like, no, 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 hang on a second. What lessons have been learned? What creativity has happened? How do I want to do this differently? Do you have the same? Yeah. And in fact, you just as you you talking about that is making me feel a little bit like, I don't want to have any regrets in like another couple of months that there was this opportunity to process, you know, or whatever to 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 truly reflect on this time and to use, you know, all of the things that you've been able to connect with within yourself and even in the outside world, like all of those things that I've kind of even discovered in this last few months that I'm super excited about, Um, you know, I don't I guess I don't necessarily want to feel like I've just slid right back on into, you know, the way it was like I had this moment. I mean, I suppose that 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 moment exists in every moment, really, for us to choose something different or for us to to shift, you know, based on what we. Yes, but the world does not stop for you ever. Yeah, exactly. Never happened before. Maybe I've had had that feeling umpteen times where I just thought I wish everyone would freeze for two weeks and I could just keep moving in a way. It was amazing. That's sort of what happened. And again, I was acknowledge speaking from a point of privilege. So there was that time and space. There wasn't a survival kind of situation. But yeah, lovely to have that space. So it's right. Do we just flop back into exactly how it was? And it feels like, no, there's some really, I mean, just simply, I know I'll keep some Zoom stuff on. Mm. Because I've actually liked, grown into liking Zoom yeah. and I've gl- grown into liking the people who come to me on Zoom. So they're often, often they're not from in my town. They're uh-huh. waiting till I'm back in the surf club because they know me live and they want me, li- you know, I don't know. But the, uh, 
the connections to former training students who then write emails back and are like, oh, I like that in the class. What were you doing or something? There's there's conversations that come out of it and even little discussions before and after class that are have been really lovely. Yeah. So I don't want to lose that. I don't want to be greedy and just grab everything and keep trying to do everything. But um, I don't want to go into just busy, overscheduled. It's lovely. It's been lovely to have some chunks of time to process and think. Mm. Man, I love that. I, I love that. I love the opportunity that this has created for us to connect in ways that we either weren't doing or looking for before. Mm. Um, and and or, you know, maybe some people like we've talked about before, some people were a little bit of, afraid of that. I have held, I have thought for some time that this whole experience is going to change the way we do yoga and um, and maybe even the way that we, you know, that we do connection in many ways. Like I, I know we had at least a few experiences during this time where we had um, drinks with friends who are in Germany and in, you know, other parts of the world that we, you know, haven't connected with for years. And yet, you know, all of a sudden we're like, this is a possibility, you know, <laughs> wait a minute. Why aren't we doing this? Exactly. That's right. And you've talked about you've done some courses online like you've you've explored. So uh, that's been interesting to have things offered online that wouldn't. Yeah, that's been really great, actually. And I've done my best to try to take advantage of a lot of that. And I have wondered, just like you were saying, will we continue to have the same degree of uh, will there will there continue to be the same number of opportunities or types of opportunities available to us because people are recognizing that, you know, I could just do this online. You know, it can work OK. You know, well, it'll be I mean, from, from some what you've talked about, the experiences have been good and you made nice connections like you yeah. did that Jay Brown thing in Brisbane and yeah. met lovely people. Yeah, it was terrific. So, it's. I don't know what the ingredients are, but if it's run right, then you seem to be able to create connection and make a group and and without having to drive and stay in a hotel room and um, yeah, risk risk infection for other things. So it'll be interesting to see what does work and doesn't. Yeah. And I told you I, I put my mental health course online because yeah. uh, it was I, it got, I got a lot of requests for it and then thought okay and it felt I felt like I know what I was doing. So it's been a really interesting process to decide. Um, what aspects of it will be delivered as pre-recorded video or um, as notes or as a manual and things like that? And then what aspects of it need to be in a group and have part of a connected group and an ongoing discussion week after week? So there's that group development part of it. I think it's really important. Yeah. I'm still feeling my way through that. Yeah. I haven't started those yet. But it. I think once we feel that out, then why can't you do like the uh, Jeevan Hayman's put the accessible yoga training online? Yeah, uh, which actually is an amazing opportunity if anybody's listening and wants to do it because it it's um, he's got his rock star crew because he can get them in from everywhere. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? You can kind of pull in amazing people and you don't have to fly them, you know, house them and do all those things. Yeah. So it has opened a lot up and I, we just have to be careful. We don't lose the baby with the bathwater like when yoga became so popular and we rammed people into classes and things like that. But you said you've even done online trainings, not necessarily yoga, but with like a hundred people and you still enjoyed the group connection. 
Yeah, I have. And you, you think, you know, if you're joining a course that's got that many people in it, you think, holy moly, how's this going to, Yeah. how am I going to feel any sense of connection here? But it, it was brilliant. This course that I did it was a couple of years ago now. So it was before all of this happened, but, um, so they were really, yeah. And I think it, it, during that, I kind of recognized, okay, there's something, you know, this, this venue is, is very ripe for, uh, for some great stuff to be shared in a way that isn't necessarily the same as being in person, but in a way that's truly powerful, you know, or potentially, I don't, but I don't want to say as powerful, but it's good. <laughs> it can be good. Yeah. And I think there are, you know, some people love in person and body language and, and there are, there are aspects you can't get and those in between times where you make relationships and have lunch and go for a walk and discover and there is a sense of if especially if you're a person who hesitantly comes into groups yeah um, Yeah. you know who has a a little bit of anxiety about joining a group you know there's always a scene and I hope hope they'll like me and all the things (laughs) that we do but um yeah I think that can mean you're in your safe place and so in a way there's a there's a natural barrier that helps keep you safe and helps um, keep you in your zone. You can get a cup of tea and warm slippers and snuggle into a blanket or whatever you need. Yeah. Or kind of flip the screen up and, you know, people don't have to, you don't have to be that involved if you need to create some distance for yourself. Yeah. And then you can be right in there leaning in nose on the screen if you want to be. And then I was so interested in the way that people have been using the, the means to go into breakout rooms or go into, you know, use all of those options and features. Yeah. Fascinating. Isn't it? Yeah, I was thinking about today was in that same context was and I do this all the time. Where where is this eventually leading to? And hopefully we will be having some conversations with people in the future around all of this. But um, but one of the things I thought about just to kind of throw it it out there is um, what virtual reality, you know, how virtual reality is a thing that. We are, uh, it's, well, it's, it's well in development at the moment really? yeah. and there are lots of, uh, of tools and I don't, don't know a lot about this, so I hope it doesn't, I'm not making it sound like I do, but there are a lot of tools and technologies out there that are allowing us in the future to experience things, um, with our full body. So not just kind of watching, like you're watching a movie and you've got a little controller, but yeah more of an experience that is a totally, you know, like you're immersed in a, in an experience. Mm. So I'm wondering, you know, I'm just kind of personally wondering like, Ooh, wouldn't it be cool, you know, when to get to a place like that, where we can almost, um, almost really connect. <laughs> That's exciting. I once went on a, like not quite a virtual reality, um, amusement park ride. That was amazing. You were in a kind of van that was on a, almost like a rodeo horse, but you're in the van in a seat and it tips you forward and then it bumps you and leans you right and left and blows heat in your face and stuff like that. It was really amazing. You really had a perception that it was happening. Yeah. But I don't know about the idea of lying in some virtual reality suit in my own home. I know. It feels a little sad, doesn't it? Like we need to touch each other for real. Well, I think I think we do. I think we do. But sometimes you need to develop resources to access other people first. Yeah. And if you're, you know, if I've had access to so um, some students who 
I never would have other, otherwise. And doing pay as you can classes meant that people could come to Zoom classes that never could otherwise. Yeah. And you know, I'm thinking of one young woman who's who never has had been in class before and is coming three times a week. And in the safety of her own home, she flips her video off and, you know, who knows what she's doing, but she's there at the beginning and there at the end and is engaging and feeling her way before she has to come into a class yeah. and emerge, at, you know, into a scene. Because I think when you're so au fait with the yoga scene, you know, we're in tights, we're doing this, we've got our green smoothie and our little mat behind our back. But it can be a really, um, I've always wanted to stand at the the gateway to yoga where the people who think it's fruity and weird want to come in. And if you can kind of introduce and create an, an environment where they can become used to it and realize that it isn't all, they won't be group hugged to death and nothing awful will happen. Yeah. I think it, it can open things up like that. Yeah. 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 So, so, okay. So now what, what emotions, like what do you, you know, what emotions are you feeling? What emotions are you uh, are your students feeling if you're if you're privy to any of that, you know, as we're moving into this new phase, I suppose? My feeling is I'm sort of I feel like I'm just ready to wait a couple more weeks. I had I had some students. I have a teach a small class under the house and they wanted to come. And I, I was like, no, I'll wait a couple more weeks, two weeks. I want them all or nothing. Yeah. It feels hard to to do it at one or the other, but I'm also enjoying sleeping in on a Wednesday morning, I have to say. That sounds really lazy. I've changed the habits of things, like I've been getting up and meditating every morning with my daughter and not just hooning out and doing things. So I want to see if those things stick. They feel good in my nervous system. So part of it is a hesitation to lose that. The other part is I can't wait till the surf clubs open and I can see all of the local people and have that feeling again of of community, real community. Mm. Yeah. And of connection. Cause I realize a lot of people, they just couldn't come at the zoom thing. Mm. Yeah. And, and how about you? <laughs> I'm, I have been enjoying this time. I have been, um, you know, enjoying a couple of different things. One, just a bit of quiet, Mm-hmm. But also, even though I have been teaching classes on Zoom, but also just feeling like I'm in this container that allows me to kind of look at things in a different way. And I'm just a forward looking person anyway. So I'm always asking this question, like, what's next? And how is this? I love having a conversation with you. I don't know. Is this going to how am I don't know, like from a yogic standpoint, I really should just be focused on being here now, you know, really. But I don't think so. I think. I think we have to do that inquiry because otherwise you get flummoxed. And I know we both listened to Jay Brown for years and, and that whole idea that, that studios used to be old school and it was teacher to teacher and long teacher trainings. And then it went 200 hours and there was that training. And then there were suddenly like the corporate yoga studios, you know, the big, how that changed things. And if you didn't look ahead a little bit to see what was coming, you actually could have gotten swept under and taken it personally. Mm, yeah. Actually, that's true. You know, whereas if you saw it coming and you're like, OK, well, I have to see how am I going to how can I best offer and, and be of use or be a part of this or get some whatever, whatever the question is. So I honor your forward thinking and curiosity. And I think, again, you know, now is it like. Are you going to go only online? Are you going to be in person? Yeah, I, I've. 
You know, a, a, a lot of, or not, I shouldn't say a lot, but a number of opportunities have opened up for me in this time, just out of asking the questions. Mm. And so I'll be doing some stuff online. I mentioned to you that I'm doing a retreat, an online retreat, which will be very interesting. We'll see how that goes. But Can you say more about that? How does that work? Yeah. So last year, this time I did a, a retreat here in Byron Bay and it was an in-person retreat and it was it was centered around the um, the solstice. And the solstice in, in Ayurveda, the solstices are, even though in, in, in Australia, the start of a season is actually the first of the month of the first of the first month of that, which is weird to me. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, it, in pretty much the rest of the world, seasons start on the solstice. And so in Ayurveda, we have this time which we call rutucharya which is um the seasonal shift mm-hmm. happens two weeks either side of the solstice so two weeks before two weeks after these this is your this is your hallway between one season and the next and it's your opportunity to uh if you're forward thinking it's your opportunity to let go of what let go of the old season and mm-hmm fully embrace the new and start to make your shifts. And it's also a great opportunity individually for people to think a little bit about, you know, what's possible for me in this next season. We may have talked about this before. I'm not sure, but what's possible for me in this next season. I love this. I love the idea of a hallway from one to the other. Yeah. And a kind of cocooning in to open out into the next. Exactly. Because what happens is, Without thinking about it, most of us get a little bit, um, life gets a little topsy turvy in those transitions. Mm-hmm. Our systems take a little bit of a little bit of a hit because we're cha- things are changing, and we don't we're not always that conscious of it. Mm-hmm. We just know oh, it was warm and now it's cold and I'm sick, or it was hot and you know or it was cold and now it's warm and I'm sick, or whatever. And we often do think. You know, my summer self is like powerful and motivated and energized and like ready to take on the world. My winter self is not. (laughs) My winter self is struggling typically. And so that time is also an opportunity for me to go, right, I'm moving into this new season. Um, Who am I? Who am I in this season? And what's possible for me in this season? And you kind of you you set yourself up for um, for just feeling better about yourself and for organizing, you know, your self-care and your diet and all these great things around supporting who you can be. So we, last year at our retreat in person, we took some time over the solstice, which was, you know, the 21st of June. And we, we kind of had, we, we talked through this whole process and we experienced it just over the course of a few days. Mm-hmm. We did yoga and we, you know, and we did meditation, we ate food and we talked about it and all the rest of it. And yeah. it was fabulous. And I had so many people say, I want to do this for every season because it's truly empowering. It really is. And so um, I was talking with a friend who's a yoga teacher in Thailand and I was talking to him about that idea. And, uh, and he was like, maybe we should just try it online. And I was like, you know what? We could, we could do it online. So we see, you know, it's. So here's my question because I, I love the idea of it. It sounds fantastic. And, and so first of all, if you do a retreat, like how long does it last? Or are you checking in every day? Like what's the practicalities? And my second question is, if we're going into winter here yeah. and someone is on, in June 21st, say in New York, and is going into summer, how is that going to work? So Great questions. Great questions. Some of which I 
some of which we're going to try and see. I've done cleanses over the over the in the same seasonal time change, and um, and we've been able to kind of tailor them. So, firstly, just in terms of doing a retreat, we're doing it. It's going to be Friday evening, so it's just like you would normally do a retreat: Friday evening, Saturday, and Sunday. Because it's a retreat, um, we've wanted to not pack out the days. I just yeah. I like space, man, in my days, and I just so we're giving people a little taste of things through the day. So we're starting with yoga and meditation and we'll do yoga nidra at like, I don't know, eight o'clock in the morning. All these, we base the whole thing on Australia time. Nice. So at eight o'clock on, so that, which isn't even really that late, mm. eight o'clock. And then we're in the afternoon. So six hours later, we're doing a little workshop that's going to be like an hour and a half. And we'll talk about, we'll do a food one. We'll do something on self-care and yeah. we will tailor those to, uh, to the, to the, the hemispheres. So we'll talk about both. We'll talk about if you're moving, if you're in summer or if you're in winter, this is what you'll do. And then in the evening, we'll come back together at like eight after they've had their dinner and we'll do another pranayama practice. And we're going to do a little Agnihotra ceremony at the end. And because the idea is like you, you write down, you know, who you were in this last season and what you're ready to let go of. And then you also write down what you want to do in the new season. And you, that all that stuff just goes up into the, you know, it goes out into the universe or whatever. That's kind of the idea. Yeah. But yeah. We're doing that both Saturday and Sunday. Sounds amazing. And I, I think from what you've, I mean, you changed my life with your gunas approach. I really heard them and heard them for the whole, my whole life and never really nothing they all bounced off. Yeah. But the idea now that I can take my qualities, like you're saying, um, like I've loved the cold. I've really enjoyed the cold. I feel just better and sleep better and stuff where you're like, Ooh, I don't like the cold. <laughs> so, but, but that's my qualities meeting the qualities of the season. Mm. So that's all we really have to know is kind of, well, what are the qualities of what's coming up? And then wh- who am I? Am I one of these people who charges into winter with rosy cheeks and, you know, a thermos under my belt? Or <laughs> or do you ever huddled in the corner and go from one hot bath to a cup of tea to a hot bath to a cup of tea? So it's, I don't know. I think the way that you teach is structured that thinking. Yeah. Awesome. You are like, you are often freaking running with this stuff. I love it. I just love the way that you said that out. I don't think I'll teach it in the yoga for mental health course, but I, I didn't think about even getting you there because it was like, it's just another way to think about who you are and what's happening in the world. And if you feel stressed, probably you're coming up against stuff that is exacerbating your stuff that you doesn't work for you or, or sapping your, you know, not nourishing the stuff that does work for you. Exactly. It gives you, I, I just love, I love that when you have some questions to ask, as opposed to, I don't know, I don't feel well, and then suddenly you're sick. <laughs> it's like, exactly. it's so, you know, he feels so powerless. Yeah, really powerless. Whereas if yeah. you think, hang on, I actually feel like yesterday, a lot of people said they felt like they had a really wacky day because it got really warm suddenly. Yep. And I think, I don't think anybody kind of knew what to do. Yeah. Slamming on the brakes or something. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That it, I would say is Vada. There's all this variability yeah. in the, you know, in the temperatures of things. And that like, we don't even think about it. That, that messes with us. Yeah. It well, totally I, know I was a little, a little off kilter. Yeah. My husband was a little off kilter. I talked to a friend. She had people like yelling at her at work off kilter. And I was like, whoa, interesting. Was that just, and then I went out for a walk and everyone was sort of all over the place. Like it was like everything had come awake and alive. Yeah. It's wild. The thing to me is that um, when we had that, 
when we have that understanding of this is well, we have no control over over um, nature. But when we think when we have that understanding, they're like, I feel a little crazy. And even if we can just say even if we can just connect it to the weather's all over the place, too. Hmm. Even if we can just connect it to those things, we don't have to know it's Vada or it's Pitta or it's whatever. Even if we can just connect those things, somehow we're able to relax. Well, because it's not us. I think the thing we always do is think that there's something wrong with us. Whereas it's like, oh, there are more changes I have to cope with. This is taxing me more. Yeah. It's just and so what, are there some things that I could remove from the things that are taxing me or add to the things that are nourishing me? Just as a general thing. Now, it's good to know what those things are. Yeah, it is. And that's another level of inquiry, too, isn't it? It's kind of asking yourself, well, what, you know, and doing a little experimentation and, you know, and all the rest of it. Things. These are where the courses are helpful. Develop resources before the shit hits the fan. Sorry for the swear word. But um, I think, you know, and that, I've been thinking about that with the mental health idea and then just with people going back to school. So I don't know how your children felt or but the that. um you need you need resources before things are difficult so you kind of know what to do you know what your gunas are you know what makes you feel good i like i like soup or i like baths or i like swims or so that you don't have to think of it when you're feeling all juddered and shaky exactly and even 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 um, as well you know what what messes with you and this is kind of another level of of you know being pre preemptive you know what messes with you and you know what it looks like when you're messed with. You know? Exactly. Like, right. That's right. So there's that set level of insight that is like, oh, I am off my Richter today. You yeah. know, I need to. Uh, and then you can also explain it to people because people vibe off you. So if you come in and you're like, yeah. instead of yeah. saying the weather's all over the place, I haven't had the sleep that I need. It's like saying, um, we were, I was talking to you about meditating with my daughter, and they have this lovely um, metaphor. This is with Tara Brack and Jack Cornfield that's free through Sounds True, if anybody wants to find it. They um, have an idea that when you see a little dog and you go to pat it and it bites you and you're like, oh, you know, horrible dog. And then you see its foot's caught in a trap. Where was I going? But that's that idea of, of realizing that um, – if you can realize your own foot's caught in a trap or that maybe other people's foot's caught in a trap, you can be much more compassionate or you can say to them, my foot's in a trap today. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, you're having a bad day. It re- it does disarm and it means that you don't spread the contagion of your anxiety or your vata vitiation to use really fancy language or your pitta anger or whatever it is that's going off. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. I so love that. I'm so glad you shared that because honestly, like we we did talk about that before we started talking and I'm glad you shared it again because I, I, even though I knew you were going to talk about the foot in the trap, as soon as you said it, I was like, yeah. Every time I say it, I get this compassionate feeling and it's, yeah. and they brought it up as a metaphor through the whole training just to cultivate compassion. Yeah, it's brilliant. And I, think, and I think, you know, this morning we did one on conflict and it was about take a pause when you feel that, ooh, this feels uncomfortable which is a very Buddhist question, isn't it? If it feels uncomfortable, you should have some inquiry into it. Yes. Yeah. Interesting is what you say. What will happen next? Yeah. And what's got my foot? Like, what is it I need that I'm, what, that I'm like up against here? Mm-hmm. And check yourself first and then think if it has to do with someone else, what's got their foot? And, and go, oh, and then it comes to this compassionate place. And the minute you do that, you have this bodily feeling of, 
warmth and compassion. Mm-hmm. I love when I, I love when you can tell, I love when people tell stories or tell those things and you feel that compassion run through you. Yes. I love that too. I'm like, oh, I'd just listen to those stories all day if I could, you know? Yeah, well, that's why I love listening to Dharma talks and things like that. When you get those things, you just have that like, oh, yes, I love that. Yeah. And the more and more, like Rick Hansen's work with um, feeling the good, whenever you feel that, if you feel something wholesome or compassionate or nice or good, you should stop and go, that was good. Like have a second sip. Acknowledge it. Yeah. <laughs> Acknowledge. Yeah. Hold that between your hands and really yum. Savor it. And he says, savor it for 10 or 20, 30 seconds. Oh. Love that. Where you're because that that overcomes your negativity bias. Yeah. Love it. And I, I think that's also really important to know that we have an innate negativity bias that we're he calls it like the slow trickle of kind of underground anxiety, which makes us always go, I wonder what's wrong with me, or I wonder what's, you know, wonder what will uh, happen. I think that could potentially be part of what people are battling as we do move out and make changes, you know, because some of the talk, you know, out there from governments primarily is, okay, we're going to open stuff up. But I think the people really make the choice about whether something is, you know, going to really open up or not in many ways. In many ways. And can we trust our fellow compatriots? Exactly. to open up slowly enough so that that things don't flare in a way that's dangerous. And I think we, we can see examples around the world where where things aren't going well. So that that is really hard to watch. Yeah, it is actually. And yeah, I mean, mm. I've I've been really tuning in as I've I've had one. I haven't had very many encounters with like physical um, meetings with people. We're going to have to get back in the same room again soon. We'll talk about that, though. But, um, but I, had, um, I had coffee with a friend a week ago, and I was a little bit anxious even just walking up to meet her because I was like, what, what do we do? Do I, do I hug her? Like, that's my normal, you know, thing. And both of us were like, huh? Like, we just didn't know what to do, you know? There's a good example of why Zoom starts working. You and I are seeing each other on Zoom. Yeah. We know each other already. I, I know your body language. We both are leaning in, like, honestly, our faces are taking the entire screen. So it's totally different. When I do other Zoom things, like the person's head is about a third of the screen. You and I are both, like, practically touching. But so we're already working on our own connection. Yeah. And it's probably good that we don't see each other because I really don't think I could be in the same room with you without wrapping my arms around I you. I know. Same, actually. It's just sort of saving me from... Because that I find very difficult. And then the body language is saying to me, something's wrong. Yeah. And that's so that idea that story follows state, like you, why aren't we touching? Is there something wrong? So then you tell yourself a story about it. And it's like, no, there's no story. There's a virus. You know, just shut up. But it's, uh, it's, it is, it could be an interesting reversal. Yeah. It will be interesting to see how that plays out and how that plays out in our, in just the way that we relate to each other, you know, like we'll, uh, you know, I, I would like to think that relationships that that existed before the virus will exist at the same degree of, you know, strength and engagement and all the rest after, but it does feel like there's going to be a, there's going to be a period of kind of rewarming into the, um, the face-to-face stuff, you know, the, the, the kind of physical contact and face-to-face um, aspects of our relationships, which 
for me, I, it's, it makes me sad actually somehow, yeah. but you know, there's nothing that can be done about it. Well, but um, yeah. Japan has done so well. First of all, cause they're so clean. Yeah. Everything is clean all the time. But second of all, they don't touch and don't kiss and don't. So there's a, a real sense of space. Right. I can find, you know, really, um, well, I often violate that space and touch them, <laughs> on, which is, you know, not very good. But the, the, the move I've been loving at the moment is the elbow bump. So yeah. I crossed because it's you get to touch. Yeah. To reach out. It's kind of jaunty. Yeah. Uh, and you're it's like you're reaching out for someone. but You're also reminding them because it's your elbow that you're not going to touch them with your hands or hug. Yeah. And that's been making me get a little jolt of of connection without violating. That's good. Have you felt, have you had a sense for how the, the, the person on the opposite side of that bump is sort of taking it? Are they just as engaged? They seem to respond well. Yeah. And I, I sort of offered, you know how you offer a kid a high five? Like some of them just look at you like, I don't know what a high five is or I don't want it or whatever. But so some, I guess I've probably held an elbow out, but I haven't been out that much, but I've been walking yesterday and I saw a couple of people and, and, you know, you want to be like, hey, so I just did that. And if they if they want to reciprocate, they could they could air bump. Yeah. Or they could actually elbow bump. But your elbows, I don't know where they've been. Maybe they've been leaning on filthy tables or something. But maybe we'll just sanitize our elbows now. <laughs> sanitize everything. Yeah, it felt jaunty and fun. It felt connected. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's something I will try then because yeah. uh, I haven't have, I haven't had a lot of encounters with people. But um... it's chicken wingy, you know, you're like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's a sort of body language to it that's perky. Yeah. <laughs> I have to have something that you can lean on to, you know, to, to make some kind of connection or even just to throw it out there because I'm sure there's plenty of people that are kind of like, I don't know what to do. And if you throw that elbow up there, they'll yeah. be like, oh, they okay. can, they don't, you don't have to touch. You exactly. just feel like, yay. That's yeah. Good. That'll work it, great. It, it obeys the um, open the armpit style of Iyengar who says you have to open your armpits every day. You just open your armpit and you get a little antidepressant out, I always think. <laughs> Rather than keeping them hugged tight to your sides. Right. Yeah. Multifunctional little gestures right. here. Chicken flaps. Yeah. See? We are flapping our wings. In a bad mood. We so are flapping. You can't see, but we're doing a little wing flapping. No, we so, aren't. okay. So question, we have talked a little bit about, mm. about what, what we think might be, or what might be next for us. Like you talked about Zoom and how you're going to continue that and whatever. Have you done any thinking about uh, how like you you we've talked a little bit about the things you're thinking about mm-hmm. that have been good for you now yeah have you done any thinking yourself about how you will change your life or how perhaps the lives of others will change that's a big one um just based on what you're what you know about this experience and how it's been for you Yes. All the over the place question, but hopefully. No, it's not. A, it's not. One thing I'll do. It, this is the first time I've meditated absolutely every day for, you know, as long as it's been going. So that's that's been fantastic. And I've done it with my daughter, which has been really nice to make that connection with her. And um, it just gets easier and easier. And uh, so that's something that I will not let go of because it makes such a difference. If you do skip, we have skipped, I don't know, about three days or something like that. Because okay. and uh, if you do skip it. I really feel the difference. Yeah. So that's something that I'm like, oh, finally, something that's sticking. Mm-hmm. The other one is, you know, I did have done a lot of traveling in the last few years. And because I'm a bit of a vata sort of person, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an excitable little fella. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> I, I can I feel, though, that excitement happening before I travel. And I even though I'm calm and I've done it a million times and I know how to pack, pack my bag, 
I'm bouncing off the walls for that long. I think I'll be more careful where I go and and for how long I go. And I, what I realized is if there's a situation in a training where it's me speaking to a group of people in a one-way direction, mm-hmm. that could be videoed. Mm. Then the two-way discussion can happen. Now, I know there's some responsiveness and stuff like that, but that's okay. There's a listening and, and looking, and then everyone's had a listen and a look, and then we get into it again, but then we get into it having listened and people had time to listen again. Mm. You're sitting in a cross-legged position on a floor for a long time listening to someone, and it's a waste of that interactive time where a lot of it could be done really practically and in discussion and in much more fertile. So that's the only things that I can think of, of how I might change is to really use try and use technology intelligently to make the most of people's time mm-hmm. and different ways they learn. So some people need to hear something. Don't, don't just listen once and hear. They need to hear it a few times and integrate it a few times, and that really helps them when they've got recordings and things. Yeah. And other people need groupy stuff and active stuff, and then you could do much more of that together time really doing it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that insight. Absolutely love it. It's the insight of the century, but it's, it's for me, it's going to make a big difference. Mm. So good. Because I've always been the person who, when I go to any kind of trainings or anything like that, unless I know a significant amount about the subject matter, it really is just a one-way transmission of information, and I'm just doing my best to keep up. Yep. Whereas if I'd had a chance to listen, process, think, maybe even just a bit of space between the time I heard something and the time that I had the opportunity to, to truly discuss it. Mm. Um, a couple of things, actually. One, I can process a little bit of it and I can get in this situation where I can ask questions like, oh, there's space for my curiosity. And then the other is like, there's an excitement, like, oh, I can't wait to go back and like talk yeah. to, you know, talk to this person and get to ask all these questions and hear what other people have to say with this kind of underlying understanding of where I sit with it all, you know? Right. That's right. So you've had a common experience. Everyone's had the common experience of yeah. the same recordings or classes or processes, even classes could be could be recorded and then do them, do it. The, that's what I want to do in the second round of the mental health training is say, all right, do the do the recording of the class Yeah. within 12 hours of doing it. So whether you did it the night before or that morning and then, come with that experience still still lingering in you resonate resonant exactly so that we can then from that common experience talk about it but also so there is time for people's questions Mm. otherwise i find i'm like i got to get through this much stuff because i've offered this much stuff yeah and you know without getting sidetracked because there's always the people who ask too many questions go in different directions but i think people's questions will be better when they when they've absorbed processed yep yeah. And even and even when they've had an opportunity to feel some of this in their bodies. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So I think it'll actually up the quality of things. Yeah. And I love the idea of not jamming everybody into a weekend for, th- you know, three long days, but to which was efficiency. I mean, if you needed to get together, that made sense. Yeah. I, even though I love that sometimes of pulling totally out of your life. I, I get that. Um, but more in a retreat capacity, I think, than in a jam it all down their throat capacity. Yeah. But the idea that week to week you you were saying it was just wonderful to come back and reopen it and and having had a week's experience. Yeah, there's something really great about that. 
I also really love that you just, rather than saying, oh, I'm going to change this and this and this and that, and I'm going to have all these things, and maybe you will, <laughs> maybe you will later, but there's just, the, Ay- the Ayurvedic practitioner in me loves that you're like, there's this one thing that was just really powerful for me. Huh. I think I'm going to keep. No, that's not a dare. That's not a dare to like only keep that one thing. But oh. I like that that's something that stands out. That single thing that's something that stands out. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to redo my whole life now. I'm going to mm-hmm. change my this. I'm going to redo my routine. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. Or I'm going to change my diet. You know, all sorts of things. Well, I had, I mean, I, I some of you who heard the podcast weeks ago knew I had a little health thing going on. And it's some autoimmune thing. And I've taken some prednisone and it's getting slowly better. But it, it did mean... I actually had to walk my own talk, which is you know, <laughs> wonderful at telling everybody else what to do. Yeah. For me to drop in and do, find that really important balance between staying strong and mobile mm-hmm. and, and activated so mm-hmm. I don't weak and sick, but also not to overuse energy. So that has happened too. And, and that the time to find that balance has been really good and the space to find that balance. So that'll stick too. Mm. kind of undercurrent but it certainly made me what it made me not do in this covid time is take on a lot of extra stuff yeah it made me say i've actually got something i'm working on here that's very present uh and and i think that'll be enough for you sweetheart you know don't go taking 500 courses and doing all this sort of greedy stuff so i it's amazing how kind of little i've done except focus on myself and on on, on teaching students so you know I don't know if it's a zen but it might have been but you've got to you know I, I don't think things happen for a reason but I think if things are put on your plate you've got to go how, what are my resources here what have I got to cope with this and and um and thank goodness I had some stuff I have stuff on tap that I could access yeah yeah and lovely features I could access to yeah so that's another thing I will keep is that I will well, my local teacher I'll access, but I've been um, working with my my teacher, Judy Krupp, in Sydney. Who I, It's just wonderful to drop into familiar classes, familiar teachers I've been nourished by in the past. Yeah. yeah. So is she going to keep her classes going? I think she will. I think she will. And then uh, other people I, around the place have put uh, stuff on online, um, which have been great to dip into yeah. and have been really generous. So, yeah. I know Pell down in Barrel. I don't know if you, she's in Ayengar, but she does all sorts of Chinese medicine and stuff. She's fantastic. Kate Pell, K-A-T-E-P-E-L-L. But she's, uh, I love the way she works, and she's just grounded and earthed. And oh, oh my goodness. Okay, I'll have to. Like her stuff. Okay. So anyway, what about you? What are you gonna, what are you gonna throw? What are you gonna keep? That's a great question. I think I asked two questions at the same time, which drives my husband crazy. But the other thing is, is you've had children at home the whole time. So I just wonder what the impact of that was, too, because I had them for a while. But it's a different situation when they're not school age. Yeah. Uh, well, the kids at home, it's been really interesting. I think at the outset, we were very um, and the energy at the outset in the whole house was a kind of a calm energy. which mm-hmm. is, And I think it's because we all like being together and we all like. You know, we're, we're kind of homebody people, so we all kind of like being at home. Yeah. And so we're it was pretty relaxed and chilled and the kids kind of went off and explored their different interests and 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 had their time to themselves. And then we had time together. So that was all good. As it started to get closer, they've just gone back to school. 
last week. So as it started to get closer to them going back to school, I could feel the restlessness in them. And as a mom, and I had this, I had this kind of online chat with somebody, another mother who, and I'm wondering if if other mothers out there, yourself included, can Mm. resonate with this. As a mother, we have this energetic connection to our kids. And if they're feeling something, we are feeling it somehow, whether we recognize it or not. And sometimes even we're feeling stuff for them that they might not even be feeling yet. Be <laughs> oblivious, I know. It's like totally. Uh-huh. This woman that I was chatting with, she's got really young kids, and I think this whole um, situation has kind of just turned her upside down, you know, because she's that mom like sense, mommy sense, or whatever, like a spidey sense that is just constantly going me, me, me. You know, and so for her, it's just trying to work and do other things yourself. It's really tough, you know, and so school age children is difficult. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I think at the very beginning, we, you know, we were all good. And then it did get a little bit, you know, it didn't get to the point where we were like yelling at each other or anything like that. I could just feel the the Vada. I could feel the rise of the Vada towards the end. Changing. Yeah. And so then they went, um, then they went back and they were, you know, they were pretty happy going back. And so it's all just kind of, you know, we 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 flattened the curve and we've <laughs> we flattened the vada curve in the household That's and we've right. kind of gone back to our normal um, experience. I personally think that it was a great experience for the kids because mm-hmm. it's just I feel like these kinds of experiences are the kinds of things that stay with you. Whether that's just in your mind or whether that's in your, you know, your kind of your body mind complex. And teach you something about, like you say, your resources and the things that you kind of have to to rely on to flatten your own curve when the time need when you need. If they didn't confront you with your total lack of resources, then that's that's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And for them, I think they recognize things about themselves and about their relationships with their friends and how important that is. And even just about I've been having these I've been going on these runs with my son. And yesterday, oh, my goodness, we had a moment. He, I, he's a kapha, he's a vada kapha, very, very creative, and will sit on the sofa till doomsday. Like doesn't doesn't want to get. He's not the moving vada. He's the sitting vada, <laughs> or he's a sitting kapha. And so I've been trying to get him out to go for runs with me. And so yesterday I was like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Anyway, so we got. I finally got him out. He was it's just after school. We go for this run. He talks the entire time, which I love because he tells me, oh, this is happening at school. And and he talks about all the things he cares about. And it was brilliant. And then we get home and he says to me, he says, you know, I, 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 I sometimes forget that when I, I always want my, my initial reaction to everything is always like, yeah, I don't really want to do it. But then after I do it, I just always feel so much better. And he's sort of getting to know how he works, you know? Yeah. And that to me as an Ayurvedic mom, <laughs> exactly. like, yes, learn yourself, child, learn yeah. how you work so that you can be your best, your own best friend, you know, not your own worst enemy. And, and you know what's so it's all settings. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah. I do think, you know, in a larger sense that this event has been that kind of experience for them because they've learned those sorts of things. Yeah. Um and to some degree. So yeah, that's kind of a long answer to that to that question. And then in terms of things that I will keep, that's a great question. I have been questioning a lot my teaching, not what I teach, but 
how I teach and how often I teach. Yeah. And I haven't, I don't have any answers about that yet, but I do think I will end up changing some of what I do in terms of how many classes I teach and when I teach them and all the rest of it. I definitely need an in-person, in-person experience. So I'll figure that out for somewhere around here, um, which isn't really changing in some ways. It's, well, it is changing. It's changing the way it, it's changing a little bit the way things were before we got into this. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is my own personal practice. Mm-hmm. It's just been so like juicy, you know, and it's maybe because I'm asking different questions now. And so I'm in before I was it was it's always been a bit of an inquiry. So it's always been like, get on the mat and then just sort of feel. But now it's even more of it's almost like an intelligent, a more intelligent inquiry. And I'm like, you give an example of a question you might be asking or, or uh, well, you know, sure. Like, you know, I'm right now in the process of kind of developing this Ayurveda yoga connection and having people understand these, all the things, the, the gunas in the way that you talked about. Mm-hmm. So now my practice is very much about, and it's just like you said, I'm kind of, kind of eating my own dog food or like drinking mm-hmm. my own Kool-Aid. I'm on the mat and I'm feeling what's I'm feeling into all the sensations in my body and and connecting those to the gunas and understanding, you know, how it feels when I move my hands around in certain ways or or even move from certain parts of my body. Nice. You initiate from lovely. Exactly. And how the experience between how how my relationship with the environment, whether it's hot in here or whether it's a little too cold or what clothes I'm wearing or the coverings on the floor, or the feeling of my feet on my yoga mat is is home to me. Well and truly, no matter where I oh my yoga, that yoga mat. And I've had that since I started teaching. And like the day that wears out, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be lost. For yeah. Oh, my gosh. Maybe you need to get a second one and start. Oh, do you know? <laughs> I have got another one, but this one's got like a decade of like use on it. But um, so I'm really I'm I'm really consciously questioning hot and cold and light and heavy and, you know, and all of these things. And I've even noticed when I do classes online with other teachers now, it feels like I feel disconnected from the practice because it feels too fast for me to be able to to ask the question. So I'm I'm just it's kind of a lot of it is kind of moving, going through the motions and just trying to get what I can from it. Mm. But I think as I develop that internal understanding, then that other those other practices, you know, where people are leading me, perhaps that will become a whole new adventure because I'll have that toolkit and I'll be able to kind of woo, I'm going to play in this thing. I'm going to play in this pose and see where I see where I can get to and see how I. So other people's practices are it's interesting when you. When you do come to have your own practice and you are committed to that sense of inquiry and play and you really drop in like that. Yeah. I tend to listen to other people when I can't connect enough to drop in. Mm. I whack on a video or seek something out or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and in a way, when I felt sick and a little bit panicked, I did need my teacher's voices to just guide me through because I wasn't connecting or when I did connect, I was connecting with pain. So it was like you know what, I need, I need someone else to tell me what to do. Yeah. For me, then once you d- drop into that exploration, then others people's classes like will always be a little bit annoying. <laughs> I can, 
Do you know they'll always be not a, they're not annoying. That's that's a wrong way to put it. They will be no. challenging, <laughs> challenging and they will be um, intrusive. Yeah. In experience because you have to keep coming out to listen to what they have to say. Yeah. Now that level of stress or the, the the need to integrate it is great. You learn and you'll you'll find some things you love and integrate and other things that you'll rubbish and, and let go. But so it's I think it's a great process. But um, I know a lot of teachers who have their own experience. They don't they don't want that. And then then when they go to other people's classes, it's just sort of horrible. You know, not horrible, but it becomes uh, more difficult not to either watch what other people are doing in the class or not to drop in. And I think I think our ultimate goal as yoga teachers is to teach our own redundancy. Yeah. Really sure. give people themselves. Yeah. And I don't know what, whether we're teaching them what to do so much as we're teaching them about how yoga works like you you know when you're talking about and, and about how they work and about how the world works and here's some stuff that we do yogic stuff that we do that illuminates that mm, yeah. i hope so i hope that's what we're teaching them you know well i, I hope really so yeah. yeah it's interesting we don't want to perpetuate our our uh, the need for ourselves in their life yeah oh not at all an inherent dichotomy or contradiction i know isn't it yeah, it's beautiful. It's something to dive into. I do feel like though that I will always go uh, there. I'm too. I've learned so much from people, from other teachers. Oh yeah, no, I'm not I, saying. I don't know what you're saying anyway, but um, but I know like and and I've had that moment where you said where it's like I get I, I'm doing a practice with an online practice with somebody or a tape, and I'm like, mm, this isn't it. This isn't yeah. it for me right now. Yeah. I need I need you know, yeah. it's not enough space. But yeah, I think it will always be that kind of going back and forth, you know, yourself and others, yourself and other kind of experience. And um, when I, for me, feeling that or knowing that feels a bit liberating. Yeah, it does. And it it allows you not to feel also that panic when you do go to to learn from someone. You can only take in and integrate so much. Yep. So you being greedy, it's like trying to hold a thousand marbles at the same time. You're going to drop. 999 or not you know whatever and you're really going to end up holding 15 20 marbles from a thousand marble training yeah and that's because they resonated that's like because there was a place for them to land and later more marbles may be available to you but it's good to it's good to know that there is this process of integration that you can't just stick stuff on you or just get it yeah you can't speed that process up and i think that that's another reason why i like things taking a while i've always been a I, ne- I was lucky enough not to have to do the yoga therapy in one course. It sounded like your one course was amazing. Mm. But I did it through a series of, like, grandfathered through a series of all these different workshops and then some OT stuff, mm-hmm. occupational therapy stuff. And I was glad that I didn't have to kind of do all one thing at one time. Now, I might have lost stuff there, too, but it was nice to have a few years, then do this, then that, and then you know, take it slowly. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's a, it is interesting. We won't go off on a whole other subject, but I do love that you brought up that idea of integration because somehow that has been a theme for me at the moment. You yes. Know? I hope I didn't sidetrack you. So, you know, no, that idea of your own practice has been so juicy. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, no, those those that's perfect, because like that, that was really all I was going to say about my practice. But that idea of integration has been something that has it has become a little bit of a focus. Mm. over the course of this time um and even just the recognition like you were saying that you know sometimes stuff and we've talked about this before even with Dave and Ranji I remember sometimes stuff comes in and it just goes straight through you because you're like ah 
I got nothing. Like I've got, there's no hooks into that for me. And I also think that in a way you have to have your own practice or start to, to integrate. Yeah. We're just following lesson plans or um, churning out the sequences. I, I'm not sure whether you do have those soft spaces for things to land. Yeah. I think that that idea of practice as inquiry with curiosity and openness gives you that gives you the fertile soil to get some seeds thrown in and let things take root because otherwise, yeah, no matter how little or big that is. Yeah, true. It's that experience, isn't it? That experience for us is that kind of fertile Mm -hmm. ground in some ways and unmediated experience where you call the shots and you're, you start to trust yourself and that can be quite unmooring. Like when you're, if you're a new yoga teacher, you could be like, you know, I don't know or whatever. doesn't matter. Just go with it. See what you feel. Yeah. Oh, it, it, and it's, yeah, I remember being in a rush and thinking I should think certain things or feel certain things. And it's nice to be liberated from that now. So if you're feeling in that place, just don't worry about it. Yeah. Yes. And it's so good that you should say that too, because kind of, I guess as we're kind of maybe wrapping this up a little bit, um, nice. Just that idea as we move out into, you know, this new, brave new world, perhaps. Um, I There's been, to me, the, the advice that I'm kind of giving myself and others, you know, as we're constantly questioning and we're constantly, um, there's always that kind of underlying little bit of concern about the uncertain. Mm. It's just begin to trust yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just to trust yourself. And take that little pause to just check. Yep. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. well, that's been another great conversation. <laughs> you, it's, always, it's always a surprise and an adventure. I love it. I love it. We don't know where we're going, but we got there. To all those listening. Yes. Thanks so much, everybody. And, uh, and until next time.